We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, welcome into a very special episode of Our Stories, a KCSN podcast on women's sports in Kansas City, brought to you by our friends at Holiday Distillery. I'm Marlia Campbell, here with a super special guest today. We're here with first-year Kansas City women's basketball head coach, Deanna Jackson-Durrett. Coach, first of all, welcome to the show, and Thank welcome you. to Kansas City. I know it's been a couple months, but uh, how are you liking it? Uh, I like it a lot. Awesome. I love it. Like I said it before, it's a lot like home. And um, I really enjoy being close. I love being back in the Midwest. So this is great for me. Awesome. You've had a lot of success in the Midwest. Uh, I'm going to briefly go through your resume. <laughs> we would uh, take the whole show if we did the whole thing. 2001 Missouri High School Player of the Year, mm-hmm. All-American out of Oklahoma, 2005 first round WNBA draft pick, coaching stops at, started at CMO, mm-hmm. then off to George Mason, Mississippi State, two years as associate head coach at Texas, now here. That was the quick version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what led you to uh, to here at UMKC? Um, just the connection, the connection with um, Dr. Martin, and just being back in the Midwest. You know, we have a lot of talent here, um, and I just I like to be back home. You know, you wanna you wanna leave a legacy. Why not leave it in the Midwest? Why not leave it at home? And so. Um, the connection with Doc really kind of opened that up and the opportunity. Um, I mean, you can't pass on it. So I, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, and you guys had success. Uh, the last time you were in Kansas City, we you, did. A, you did okay. Can you tell us yeah, a little bit about that? just okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a great time. You know, I played in that building. Yep. I've won my own, you know, Big 12 championships in that tournament championships in that building. Mm-hmm. And so how nice is it to be coming back to that building as a coach and being able to win the tournament championships. So yeah. um, it was a it was a special it was a special time. Yeah, and you guys took down Baylor, was we that did. right, in the Big 12 tournament last year? First yeah. Big 12 win since 2003? Whew, a long time ago. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is, <laughs> yes. that's fantastic. So yeah. you're taking in a, a really good program. You guys went to the NIT last year. Mm-hmm. What are your, you know, top priorities, top hitters coming in to, to, to this program, taking over the roost? Um, it's just to bring the style that I know and um, the things that I picked up along the way 
and to introduce this team, you know, to that style and to the discipline it takes and to, you know, being competitive and, you know, more than anything is to build in this community. You know, keep the kids in this community home, the players in this community. Like I said, we have a lot of talent here um, in, case, in KC, right, in the Midwest. So I want to bring them, keep them home, right, bring them here, keep them home. Like, that's my first thought. And just to bring this different style and this different take. Yes, in the past, they had some great success. JC did a great job with the program. Um, different era, different style. And so I kind of just want to introduce the Summit League to something different. I love that. I have so many things I want to jump off on. Uh, <laughs> one, you mentioned Kansas City being such a big basketball city. Uh, for folks who, I guess, don't follow the club circuit, I mean, people come in across the country to play in tournaments here. Yeah. Um, I guess, what do you hope to give back to this community in terms of, of the young girls that are watching this program and, and you know, that kind of thing? Um, we want to give them hope that our game is growing. You know, it's our responsibility to grow the game. And I'm just doing my part, trying to do my part. Um, and in Kansas City, I want them to see, I want them to see role models. I want them to see how to do it the right way. Um, that basketball can be fun and it can take you places, it can open doors. And I want to connect to this community in a way that our players can be the community, right? So they're not just, you know, Kansas City women's basketball players that do community service, but I want to serve this community and I want them to feel a part. I want the community to feel a part of the program. So I, I want to leave an impact here that people are comfortable coming to our program, feeling like they are part, feeling like they know our players. Like that's really, when you get there, that's really special. Like that's what we had at Mississippi State, right? right. Like the, our fans who were our family really felt like they knew our players. Yeah. And the community was great. And they surrounded us and our players felt like a part of that community. That's what I want to do here. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? What steps do you take? And um, so you just engage, right? But you engage on a on a on a level kind of playing field. Not that you are women's basketball program, but I am a community member. Like let's connect. Like let's get to know each other. So you get out in the community. Um, we did. Oh, I thought it was like the best thing. Our Dobo Jasmine Holmes, who played for me at Mississippi State, worked with me at, at Texas, and she comes here with me. And we do this, um, we call it Walk With Me. And we went to a um, Hell Cook Elementary School. And we just were around them for their first day. We welcomed them into their first day of school. You know, sometimes it could be hard to go to a new school, start a new grade. You know, maybe your friends that you had last year are not your friends. And I just wanted them to see a friendly face. Yeah. And so that's where you start. Like, you start with the youth, right? And I want our kids to be visible. I want them to be accessible. I don't want people to feel like our program is untouchable. Like our program is your program. And so, you know, we, we've handed out some supplies and we're just trying to do more and more, whatever we can do to help grow the community. Right? Yeah, so. I love that. So I, I grew up in the area and I grew up okay. going to uh, Mid-American Nazarene's basketball camps with uh -huh. Rocky Lamar. And I thought those women were the coolest people in the universe. And it's what <laughs> made me want to go into playing college basketball right? too. So you can't. Uh, become it if you don't see it. So. Right. And that's how you grow the game. Like, you yeah. got to make sure that every generation wants to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't want to have that fall off. And so I just, I want to continue to do my part. You know, teach the game, have them love the game, and, you know, and keep growing it. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier how basketball can take you places. It's certainly taken you Man. all over the country, all over the world. What made you want to get into coaching when you were playing days, Um 
Um, so, you know, I played at Oklahoma. Yeah. And, uh, well, first let's go back. My sister played, so that's how I got into basketball. <laughs> yeah. Her yeah. best friend was Neil Ivey, who's the head coach at Notre Dame. Yep. And I just followed him around. And those were my role models, right? And they impacted me in a way. Then when I got to college, my head coach, Sherry Cole, impacted me in a way. And I was just like, man, what you can do with basketball, you can impact lives. And so I was like, I, I want to do this. I'm a coach. And so it was like from there, like I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, first head coaching job, I guess, how much of a, of, of a jump has that been, you know, so far? <laughs> <laughs> um, Doing more of these probably, more of the on press conference side of things. Yes, yeah. but you know what? It's like you are attached to every single thing that goes on in, your, in the program, right? Every single thing. Yeah. You want to be in the know. Not that you want to control everything or micromanage people, but you are connected to every piece. As an assistant, you weren't, you know. But as a head coach, you, you want to, you know, put your stamp on it, right? And so you have to be connected to everything, every person that touches it, every event that happens. You are connected to the program in a way that uh, if you are not a head coach, you do not know. You do <laughs> not. You can't understand it. Yeah. I was just talking to one of my friends who just became an AD at the high school level. And he's like, man, D, like, I'm doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm doing everything. But it's okay. Like, that's the step that, you know, goes with being a head coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You touched a little bit earlier on uh, the style of play mm -hmm. you're bringing to this program. So you've been part of some very winning programs. <laughs> what uh, X's and O's wise, kind of what do you, what's your style of play going to be like here? Um, I want to play faster. Controlled, yeah. but faster. You know, you want to score points, right? You want it to be fun. You want to get up and down. I want to do that. And, but I think that starts on defense. Now, you know, you know who, I, who I'm coached up under. <laughs> yeah. So yep. coaching up under Vic Schaefer, yeah. what people don't know unless you've played against it or you've coached it is that press for 40 minutes, 94 feet will kick you every time. It will wear you out. And I played against it when I was at Oklahoma. He was at Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And I hated playing Texas A&M. You're describing the worst Man. kind of team to play against. Yeah. I mean, like... They would press, and the idea is to keep the ball in the point guard's hands. So you're wearing the point guard down for 40 minutes. And trust me, like, I was dragging at the end of those <laughs> games. You know, luckily I, I've come out on top more than not. But I was dragging. I was tired. And for some reason, we would always play them, like, the first game of the tournament. And I'm like, no, not Texas and I'm like, oh. And then coaching it, it just brings this energy. You have to be in shape for it. You have to be prepared for it. You got to be tough enough to do it. And so that's kind of what we're going to hang our head on here at UMKC is we are going to defend you from the time you wake up to the time you leave. So, yeah. Oh, man, I'm getting like <laughs> like tunnel back anxiety to like playing you guys. Um, so that makes this time of year interesting because I imagine you guys are your conditioning has got to be a good time right now. Yes. So we're ramping it up like yeah. starting tomorrow. We are we're going to ramp it up even more because it's. You have to have a certain endurance when you play the way that I want to play. Yeah. Um, and the defense, like, you just have to build toughness, but it's a mindset. That toughness is definitely a mindset. You got to come with it. When our players knew that we were going into overtime, I mean, the faces in our huddles, like, relaxed us as coaches. 
the faces in the other huddle, like you could be like, oh, they like, man, like another quarter with yeah. them, like, oh no. <laughs> and we like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to prepare for that. So that's what we're doing right now. Like we're in individuals and it's all about the details. It's all about, you know, getting the mind ready for the games and, or for the season. It's all about building them tough. And so that's kind of what we're engaging in right now. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit before this, but can you explain what phase of the season you're in right now in terms of what you're allowed to do, that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, so we're in preseason. So we yeah. have eight hours. Um, On the court. Period, yeah. Period, okay. So we have eight eight hours period. Yeah, like okay. When I was playing, we only had two hours yeah. of basketball. Yeah. But you can divide those hours up however you want to now, those eight hours. So we do four with a basketball and then four without. Okay. So we're conditioning in the morning at 6.30, and then we are in practice is after that. So we do 40 minutes of position work. So that's our guards, all of our guards, and then 40 minutes after that, the post go. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, we do 20-minute one-on-ones with coaches. So you have one post oh, player. No. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? That's awesome. Um, but these are very detailed, very tailored to the player like what they need to improve on. And some you don't have a lot of time for that during the season, but if you can like get them in the habit of um, working on their weaknesses, improving their strengths during this time, then like you kind of head of the game. And then we spend two hours on Fridays in the team practice. So are you lacing up and playing one-on-one? With uh, no. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> well past that. Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm uh, with you. Listen, I'm trying to save these knees for my four-year-old because uh, she had me outside <laughs> and up the stairs and down the stairs. So I'm like, no. You know, we have um, Sandra Abstin who played for me at George Mason. Yeah. That she will lace them up. She'll go. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Now, let's get back to the show. So your staff is made up a lot of people. Did you bring your staff with you? Um, so, yes, yeah. yes, all of them are new. So yeah. I have Jasmine Holmes, who played for me, like I said, who played for us at Mississippi State and worked with me at UT. And she's just like one of the best point guards I've ever coached. And me and Jazz have had some, you know, like we've had some moments, but she's family now. And she's just, she has a great mind. She has a great knack for the game. She understands what I want how to do things. She's not in a position where she can coach, but she's in a position where she can see and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sandra Abstin, she played with me at George Mason. She was at North Dakota State last year, so she knows the league. 
she's been at this level before because it's a different grind at this level. Not saying that you don't grind at the power five level, but at this level is a different grind. And I needed people who understood that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's already been here, right? And she's already been in this league. And then Jessica Grayson, one of my associate head coaches, she was recently at um, Oklahoma State. And I've known Jessica since I was at Southeast Missouri State. Yeah. And so we've had like this, you know, 12, 13 years of knowing each other. And I know she's a worker. I know she can grind. She's been at the mid-major level before. She was power five last year. But before that, she was at Stephen F. Austin. And they had so much success. Yeah. You know, she has a great mind for the game. And so um, I, I had to bring her here. Like I had to get her. It was, a, it's man, that was a win. Yeah. Getting her to come here. And then Paul Fessler, who was at Bradley, so he's also been at this level. He's been a longtime head coach before that. And so um, my staff understands the work that it takes to win here at this level and um, the expectations we can still have, you know, for our players. Yeah, so how do you take your – you've had so much experience in professionally and, in, uh, as you said, a Power 5 conference. How do you take that to the Summit League? What, I guess – what transition is that like? Um, I think you keep the same mindset. Yeah. You know, I, my mindset doesn't change. Yeah. You know, the, the high-level, competitive, elite nature mindset um, that I have had, you know, that's made me successful coaching, that's made me successful, you know, at the collegiate level. Um, it's the mindset that you keep, and you try to instill that in your players. So whatever, you know, conference you play in, if you if you have a winning mindset, you just got to figure out a way to translate that mindset and competitive mindset into your players. And it's it's how you do things, right? It's how you work, how you show them how hard work what hard work looks like, um, how you show up, how professional you are, how you take care of your body. So all of that, you know, is being a pro. And so I'm trying to instill that in them. So no matter where they are or what level they are, they understand the hard work it takes to be successful at any level, right? And so um, we have three non-negotiables that we talk about a lot. And that's our first one is respect, self-respect, you respect the community, you respect everything that you represent, name on the front and the back of your jersey. We talk about discipline all the time and we talk about being competitive. Now being competitive is, it means the world to me because like I'm, I'm a competitor. And like I said this in my in my press conference when I got the job, like when me and my daughter walk in, I'm she four, but I'm trying to beat her. <laughs> like like <laughs> she's trying to beat me. Like yeah. and this is this is how we are with each other. Like it's, it's no, you know, harm in it. Like I'm gonna be competitive and she's looking at me like, no, mommy, I'm gonna beat you. And I'm like, no, you're not. I don't care how old you are, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that drives winning. Right, because when you can compete at a certain level, you you have it in you at every stage, right? Whether you're in practice, whether you're in weights, whether you're in conditioning, whether you're in classroom, like if you have this competitive nature about you, you're gonna win. And winning breeds champions, right? You start to win, you start to develop those championship behaviors, right? And that's what we talk to them, because if you don't talk about it, if they can't hear it, then they can't fathom it, right? They, they don't think it exists, or they don't believe, like, mm, that's, like, far out, Coach Jackson. No, it's not far out. It's right now. And you have to develop that mindset right now. 
Yeah. So something I love is, um, you know, I played 15 years and I never had a woman as a head coach, which is nuts, you know, like from club to high school to college. Right. And I had a lot of great male coaches and female assistant coaches. But um, the numbers across the country of women in leadership positions at the D1 yes. level are lower than they should be way lower. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to be a, you know, a, a woman as a role model to your players and, and, you know, to women in Kansas City and across the country? It means everything yeah. because representation matters. Because if you can't see your, like, if you can't see anybody doing what you aspire to do, then you don't think that you can do it. You don't think that you can attain it, reach it. Um, you don't think it's for you. But me being a woman as a head coach, like, now all my players that want to be head, want to be coaches, want to be head coaches, now they know it's possible. So it means everything. And I take, I do not take it lightly. I'm very fortunate to be in this position. And... I'm glad to be able to give them that sense of representation. I want to talk about you a little bit more as a player for folks who didn't get to see you play. Uh, can you describe your play style, what you were like? Uh, oh, <laughs> let's see. It's so long ago. Yeah, I always oh. say that to you, a million years ago. So, like, so I played, I graduated high school in 2001. Yeah, and was every player of the year? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And Sherry Cole recruited me, and I remember her coming in my house and saying, if it's ever a day you don't feel like you're learning, like come to my office, right? Now, I've been in her office for a million things, right? <laughs> but not that, yeah, because she was a teacher of the game. And so I could appreciate that for her. So I was a student of the game. It, it, it made me a student of the game. It was, first of all, I don't, I don't like to get things wrong. So I'm gonna study everything I need to study. I'm gonna be precise, I'm gonna pay attention to details. Um, growing up, I loved defense, because I was, Honestly, I sucked at offense, so like I just embraced the defensive side of it. I worked hard. And so I wasn't like these players, these really, really good players now, they have all the skill set and all the moves and all. That was not me. I just put my feet to the ground. I worked hard. And I was good and I worked at it. And so I love defense and I can remember being a freshman and having six seniors. Like, we went to the Final Four, and they led us to the Final Four my freshman year, championship game against UConn. And, like, I admired every last one of them. And so I played for them. I was connected to them. Like, I did not want to let them down. So that, like, I'm that type of player that I'm going to do every little thing. I'm, I'm the X factor. You know, what do you need for me to do? You need for me to score? You need for me to play defense? You need for me to, you know, lead the team? Then I'm going to do that. And it took me a while to be a leader. Like, you know, like I said, I've been in Coach Cole's office for a lot of things. And that was one of them. She was trying to groom me to be a leader. And I did not want to embrace that. I was just like, I just want to go out and play. Like, I just, I just want to play basketball. But she saw something greater in me and that's what now like I try to tell my point guards right I try to tell them like once you embrace it man you're gonna be really really good but if you keep fighting me on it we're gonna spend more time fighting than trying to develop your mind to be a great point guard and when they embrace it when Jasmine Holmes and Morgan William and Maya Taylor embraced it man, they were really really good and you love to see that you know them progress into something different and for Coach Cole, I know she was like, oh, gosh, she finally got it. Like, yeah. you know, I was probably a junior, you know, midway through my junior year where I really just understood what she was asking me to do. So not only did I just work hard, but I finally became that leader that she wanted me to be.
Yeah. How, uh, how tough was it to choose Oklahoma? What was your recruiting process like? Um, I imagine it, was, it got crazy towards the end. Um, so I had a lot of home visits. Like, yeah. you know, we didn't, my mom and my sister and my dad and all of us that went through the process together, we didn't really know what recruiting was. And it definitely was, it wasn't then what it is today. It's <laughs> totally different. You know, you get a phone call once a week from a coach and you're getting more letters than you have phone calls, right? And so I had all these home visits. And when Oklahoma started recruiting me, like they were just like most people. Then when they came into my house, I was really like, I really enjoyed Coach Cole, you know? Um, I went on my visit, and as soon as I saw that team, that's when I knew Oklahoma was for me. I didn't, I didn't need anything else. They were together. Most times in a huddle, you have people that get in the huddle, and they're looking out the huddle, but they hand in the huddle. Not one player that broke down Oklahoma huddle was like that. They were all in. Stacy Dale was breaking the huddle. She was so far in that huddle, and you know she was saying what needed to be said. And she had her hands in, and all of them had their hands in. And I said, that's what I want. And I knew it right then. But Barbara Jackson, my mother, had, she was like, no, you are not committing right now. You told these other schools that you were going to come and see them, and that's what you're going to do. So, you know, my mom is a person of her word. So if you tell people you're going to do something, you do it. So here I go on two other visits. I'm like, like I you know. know. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to be at Oklahoma. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, the fact that it was in a Big 12, that, you know, they didn't have Power 5 at that time, but it was not all the, the lights and all that stuff. It was, that, it was the substance. It was who they were. So, I, like, the way I, they I broke knew. down a huddle. Yeah. yeah. You think Something of, so simple. Yeah. Yeah. You think a Power 5 program, mm -hmm. you walked into the facility and it was spectacular, or yeah. their win record. Or um, Looking back, is there anything from Oklahoma you're like, man, that was the best, best memory of my career? Man, I think I've been, I've been asked this question. Yeah. And uh, it's the moment, and it's the moment you know you're going to the Final Four. It's that moment that, like, there's not a chance for this team that you're playing to beat you. And the clock is going down, and, like, it's seconds, it's seconds. The moment you know that you're going to the Final Four, man, was and I was doing it with these people that I admired. I'm telling you, it was the best moment. It was the absolute best moment of my career at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah you like took us there. Like I could like feel that <laughs> moment with you. Um, so what do you hope to, I guess, give these women at, uh, at Kansas City now, um, you know, like you had in college? Um, I want them to love it. I want, they, they're obviously playing this game for a reason, right? And so I want them to stay in love with it. I don't, I want them to have a good experience in college. I want them to leave here a great student, a great basketball player, and also have that social connection with the community or their friends or like the social piece is important too. Um, and I always say this, I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking about the social piece. We have to be connected to other people and that's important for them, for me, for them to have that. And so that's that's kind of what I want to give them. I, I want them to enjoy the process. I want them to win. I, they're going to lose some, but I want them to, at the end of the day, stay in love with this. Yeah, I love that. The last question I have for you before we'll let you get to practice okay. is, uh, you know, this podcast is called Our Stories. and. Um, 
what I like to ask is for people watching this when they leave, what's one message, one key part of your story that uh, you hope they take away? Um, that one, I did not start out great at this, whether that was playing or coaching. It is a process. And I loved my journey. I started at Southeast Missouri State, and everybody got a different journey. But that helped me grow. That helped me understand every aspect of basketball, the program, and how to coach it, right? And it's always been a process for me. It's, I've always been a student of the game, student of, you know, being a coach. Like, you, it's things that you have to learn, you know? And so if you take anything away from that is that you have to go through your per process. You have your own journey. And I'm just fortunate right now, after 12 years, to be sitting in the head coach's seat. But that's not everybody's journey, and that's okay. But love your process. Yeah, well, and I can't wait to see what you do with the program <laughs> here. And uh, Coach, we will let you go. Thank uh, you, thank you. I'll put them to work. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll let them get to conditioning. I am yeah. not jealous of that at all, but appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me.